your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Masset, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's show, we will hand out some awards for the midway point of the season. We are there already. It is the halfway point of the season, so why not have some fun and hand out some awards? Some fun and kind of tongue-in-cheek ones, and then the more serious ones, which you would expect from uh, kind of a, a, I don't want to say an award show, I'm not trying to be an award show, but uh, just awards that should go out to a couple players and acknowledgements, we'll say that, to some Avalanche players. And we'll also talk about the elephant in the room, which I think is going to be the talking point for the Avalanche until a move happens, and that's the goalie situation. So, We'll get to all of that, but first things first, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, follow uh, LOPN underscore Avalanche, follow on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche, send any questions, comments, concerns, or opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. Excuse me. Once again, thank you to everybody who uh, took part in the Locker Room app uh, show, which was yesterday. If you don't have Locker Room and own an iPhone or any iOS device, you can download it, follow Locked on Avalanche, and once a week, I think what I'm going to do is every Friday, we are going to do a a Locker Room show, which is, uh, you you guys, it's basically running a live show, and there's a chat where you guys can talk to one another. And if you can, you know, you can just listen to the show while I'm recording it live. And then if you want to jump on a call with me, kind of on the fly, you just hit a button and I hit a button, let you in and uh, you can either ask a question or just say what's on your mind, whatever you want to do. So it was, it was really fun. We just did it for the first time after the game uh, on yesterday's game, but I think on Tuesday's game. But I think we're going to do it every Friday. If there's a game, we'll do it after the game. If there's no game, we'll do it a little bit earlier. So, But definitely download it. It was uh, a lot of fun, and I think it's only going to grow as we do it week after week. So, All right, let's <clears throat> get to what everybody seems to be talking about. And the Colorado Avalanche goalie situation. Clearly, Philip Grubauer is uh, performing exceptionally well this year. We have no issues with him. With the exception of we need to lighten the load because the Avalanche are playing a lot of games in the next week. We've said it before. We're halfway through March and we're halfway through the season. And March is minimally you're playing every other day. You got a couple back-to-backs in there. One of them is coming up early next week against Arizona. Uh, Moral of the story for Grubauer is he needs help. And when you have a guy like Hunter Miska, who uh, hopefully could be spelling him every once in a while, and he gets a well-earned, deserved uh, day off, and then that day off doesn't happen, that's not good. So first of all, for Hunter Miska, we can take a step back and kind of, and, and just 
realize that maybe this year he's just in over his head. Can Hunter Miska be an NHL caliber goalie? I think that remains to be seen. I, I think a lot of people are going to look at his performance this year, especially that last game, and say there's no way. But the NHL, maybe more so than any other sport, players take time to develop. And I am not making excuses for Hunter Miska because there's so many guys on this team that has had the next man up mentality um, and kind of been thrown, you know, feet to the fire with very little time to prepare and have done pretty well. Goalie's a different situation. Uh, it's, It's a lot tougher to do it. So I'm not expecting miracles out of Hunter Miska, but I think everybody's expecting a little bit better performance than what he did Tuesday night, including him. So, does Hunter Miska have a future with the Avalanche? You know, when 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 I say this, I think a lot of people are going like, to maybe slap their head. But yeah, he does. You know, we just you just don't give up on a guy who is honestly not NHL ready. You don't give up on him after a couple bad games um, and and kind of for a season that he wasn't prepared to be in the position that he's in. But having said that, if he's not prepared to be in the position that he's in then you need to put him in the position that he's in, which is in the NHL and get another year of seasoning down there. And what you need to do is bring in a per, a guy, a person who is ready. And we are hearing, I, I am hearing so many names getting thrown around of someone who could be in the mix for the avalanche. Uh, you know, your, your head spins. So, who could it be? It, it could be any number of guys. Who do I want it to be? I think is a, a different question. And the odd thing is, I, I've seen a lot of former Avalanche players who could be up, and that would make a lot of sense, especially for a season like this where you need someone to come in and you know really do a job and not have that learning curve uh, with the team and how they play. I've seen Calvin Picard on there, and I have seen Jonathan Bernier. Uh, I think Bernier is a real possibility. I've been seeing uh, anti-Ranta thrown around there. I don't see that happening only uh, because he seems to be the number one guy now. Kemper is not – He's not. He's not going to be playing. I don't think for the next couple of weeks. I think because of injury. So that might kind of uh, make Ranta not available to them. But the interesting part of all of this is the salary cap, and you don't. You're not paying Francois, um, or his his money's not going against the cap, and neither is Eric Johnson's. But as soon as they come back. If they come back, it does count against the cap. So you need to be real creative on who you're bringing in and, you know, having that money counting against the cap, obviously, and then allotting the extra money for if Francois and if Eric Johnson come back. Johnson is six million against the cap. Francois, I believe, is two. So uh, with them on long term injured reserve, they don't count against your cap right now. But 
if you know that they will be coming back and the team has a better idea or clearly they have an idea more so than the fan does on when they're coming back. So they know all that stuff and they're going to crunch all those numbers and know what they can afford and when and if Johnson's going to return and when and if Francois is going to return. They will have all that stuff planned out. We don't need to worry about that. Uh, we need to worry about when are the Avalanche going to bring in somebody? And I said on uh, yesterday's show, <clears throat> on the locker room show, that performance by Miska might have hurt them in more ways than one. Uh, it hurt them, and obviously they need to find a backup goalie. But if Joe Sackick has been dealing with somebody or has had conversations with somebody and they saw that performance, they might come back and know that you're maybe a little bit desperate and may maybe want you to sweeten the pot a little bit. And what are you going to say? <laughs> you know, you, you don't have a leg to stand on. He didn't perform well. So he kind of hurt you in, <clears throat> in, in a couple ways. Do I see Hunter Miska taking the ice again uh, this season for the Avalanche? That's a very good question. And even Jared Bednar said, uh, when the time comes for someone else to play goal, uh, we might have to reevaluate. And reevaluate means that Miska is not out of the mix. It just means they have to reevaluate. So I'll say this after that performance, that was tough. And because this season is so short and every point matters because that every single point stays in the division, <clears throat> I kind of would be. I kind of really would be surprised if they put him out there, but, and I don't want to talk about both sides of my mouth, but, uh, I have said it before. I, I like, you know, a comeback story and comeback stories for, you know, if I was a GM, I'd be a terrible GM because I would be giving guys more than one opportunity, but you can't do that when you're a GM. And especially in a season like this, <clears throat> do the avalanche do that? Do the avalanche give him one more shot to say, it's put up or shut up for this season only. Don't worry about the future. You know, you're still a work in progress. <clears throat> but do they give him another shot? People are are going to lose their mind if they do. And he has another dud like that. So do they want to avoid that? Or do they want to maybe ride a wave of, of a, a good story and a, and a turnaround story? I don't think you do that. Not in this season. Uh, this is the one time I, I I would I would not do it. If it was a longer season, sure, why not? What, what what's a one game in, in an eighty two game season? <clears throat> but for this, with the way the divisions are, uh, I think you I think you have to make a move. You have to, and soon. All right, let's hear from our uh, one of our sponsors of the day. Two of our sponsors of the day, <clears throat> and then we'll get into some some awards. So, uh, first, we're going to hear from BetOnline.ag, and it's—I mean, I'm recording this on Wednesday, but so this is coming out on Thursday. NCAA March Madness is starting today, right? So, head over to BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, and obviously, football is over. But March Madness is just starting right up. You have the Masters around the corner for golf, NBA, 
And you have clearly the NHL. So bet online, they even cover award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, the scores and the odds. It's the best way to place your bet and it's free to sign up. You can head over to their website or you can use your mobile device to sign up. And when you do, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. That is betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Also, sponsor for today is Built Bar. And we have been talking about Built Bar for quite a while now and how amazing the flavors are and the taste is. And it's the best tasting protein and energy bar on the market. So first of all, go to Built Bar and load up in your shopping cart and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. And while you're there, you will see right on their main page that they are doing their own March Madness when it comes to their flavors and they're pitting their flavors up against everybody. So I don't know where it's at right now, but you can go vote on your favorite one. Mine is the coconut brownie by far. And I think it's still in there, but it's, it's coming down to the wire. So, uh, definitely go to built bar, vote for your flavor. Yeah. Favorite flavor. Say that 10 times fast and, uh, see if it comes out on top. Follow them on uh, Twitter as well at bar underscore built. And like I said, go there to their website, builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked 15 and 15% comes off of your next order. All right. Uh, so we have come to the halfway point in the season. Seems like it started just yesterday. Um, but the way that it is 56 game season, we are, I think we're a little bit over that, right? I think we have 26 games in. So no, we're right, right around there. So, um, I figured why not throw out some awards and we'll do a couple, uh, fun ones and then maybe the more serious ones. And um, I would love to know what you guys think. You can either email me or get a hold of me on Twitter and either just tell me if you want to go through the awards that I do or just throw out there, hey, I think this <clears throat> is their MVP for this year. I think this is their most improved. Uh, whatever you want to throw out there, um, definitely do that. Wow, the Rangers are really st- Dicking it to the flyers right now, aren't they? Okay. Um, anyway, so I figured we would start with, uh, I call this one the Blink-182 Award. And I call it that because they have a song called I Miss You. And who do you miss more than anybody right now? And I think I started with this one because we had just talked about goalies. This one goes to Pavel Francouz. I want to give Pavel Francouz an award because he hasn't been around. And I just want him to know that... Uh, we we miss him and we hope he's okay. And um, anytime you hear the Blink-182 song, I miss you. Just know that the Avalanche fans dearly miss Pavel Francouz. So uh, he gets the Blink-182 award for right now. I'm trying to, you know, there's other injuries that are out there. You could, you know, you could obviously think of Eric Johnson. He could be up for this award, but he did play a little bit this season. But for me, it's Frankie because he hasn't hit the ice at all. So pretty pretty easy award to give to him uh, for missing some time. Uh, next up is uh, took a little while to get going award. 
And that goes to Valnichuskin. He has really come on as of late. He's slowed down the past couple games, I believe. And I think he did register a point. Let me bring up the, the stats here. But um, I think everybody registered a point in that. Well, everybody but two players registered a point in that last game. But he's been uh, turning it on as of late. And they said he did not get his regular workout regimen in. And it might have just taken him a little while to to get going. He did this last year too, although he did have the regular workout regimen, but last year was different. Last year he was coming into the avalanche new team, all that baggage from what was left over at, uh, in Dallas. And once he got going, he was good this year, a little bit different. Didn't, didn't get to have a regular, uh, preseason or training camp, but yeah, he had, well, he's had an assist the last two games. So, Really, since that first Anaheim game, uh, he's played, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, and he's scored at least a point in five of them. So guys like that are, are why the Avalanche are playing better as of late, because you heard about their depth, and you heard about the bottom six guys who... Most of them struggled here and there, not all at once, but uh, here and there they would struggle. But now that it seems like they're all getting into the swing of things and a guy like Nachuskin, it just took him a little while to get going. So I think that's, you know, why I would give him that award. I'm trying to think of someone else who might have taken a little while. I mean, you could, well, I was going to say you could say Kadri, but he, he didn't really take him too long. Um, hmm, maybe no, no, couldn't even. I was gonna say maybe Miko, but Miko started off hot. I think this is this is Valnichuskin's award, so hopefully he can keep it going. Um, and then finally for these, and then after this, we'll get into like the more serious ones. Uh, this award is called the Tyson Jost Award for hard work and dedication that doesn't show up on the score sheet. And that one goes to Tyson Jost. So uh, if we're naming the award after him, we have to give it to him. Uh, look, like last year, he was a, a whipping boy. Let's not kid ourselves. People were not happy with Tyson Jost. Some people wanted to trade him at the trade deadline and not just last year. Uh, even the year before that, people wanted to trade him at the trade deadline. If Joe Sackick is anything, he is consistent in what he says. He's going to let players develop. And you have to remember Tyson Jost is still, he's 23 years old. Is he lighting up the score sheet? Not at all. And that's why this award is called the Tyson Jost Award, on and on and on. Because he, if you just watch him play, if you just look at numbers, you're like, what are the Avalanche doing hanging on to this guy? Um, you know, they could probably bring in somebody else that could put up points. But if you watch him play, first of all, I love his his hustle. And I, I love, well, Coach Bednar calls it the compete level. I love his compete level. Um, he's not afraid. He's, he's, you know, only 187 pounds. So he's not, he's not undersized, but, you know, he's not built. Um, and, but he's not afraid. He's not afraid to go behind the net. He's not afraid to go in a corner and, and take on a big guy, even though he knows he's probably going to get taken out. So on the five on five, he's he's not really putting up. No, he's not putting up numbers regardless. But what 
have they done when Matt Nieto left to go to San Jose that, I mean, he was their best penalty killer and pretty much since training camp, uh, Tyson Joseph has been on that top penalty kill line with the understanding that he's the guy and you have all the faith in the world in him when, when they're on the penalty kill, he he's great. He's great. He's his positioning. Positioning is great. Um, he takes calculated risks. He doesn't take stupid chances. Um, and you, you just have a lot of confidence and it's part of the reason why the avalanche, I think they're, they were number one for a long time. Um, in the penalty kill. And then they had that one bad game against Anaheim, which dropped them to number five. I think they've climbed their way back up to number two, if I'm correct, only behind Boston by like, you know, tenths of points. So he's a big, big reason why. So, uh, will the points come for him? I, you know, you would have to think they would come a little bit better than what they are now. You do want him to score more. You want him Think of him like you you would love it if he could get on like a run that Nachuskin's on right now. You would love that. Uh, and maybe he will. He has the capability to do it. So uh, we we shall see. But uh, those three guys are kind of guys I just wanted to acknowledge in, in a certain kind of way. And why not throw them some oddball awards? So uh, let's hear from Rock Auto. And then we will get to kind of the meat and potato awards. Um, yeah. And I'm curious to know what you guys, if you agree or disagree with me. So, but rockauto.com, family business, serving auto part customers online for 20 years and rockauto.com, go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about a section? So they know that we sent you to them. <clears throat> Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Okay. Um, so the big awards, I guess, if you want to say. Th- those first three were like, like I think in the Oscar, or maybe in the Grammys, like they always hand out awards that are not televised. Those were the awards that we don't televise. These maybe are the bigger ones. So we'll start with the biggest surprise. And for me, the absolute biggest surprise is Jacob McDonald. And uh, I'm I'm trying to think if it's relatively close. I I don't think it is. Um. Did not really know a heck of a lot about Jacob McDonald before this season. Um, and when, like, the first thing I heard about him when he finally got the call for his first game was that image of him as a kid holding up an, an Avalanche jersey, which seemed like he got it on his birthday or Christmas or something like that. Um, and he is taking advantage of this opportunity. I don't know what the future holds for Jacob McDonald. I don't know, you know, it seems like Byram and Makar 
are very close to coming back. Um, they might even, both of them might even play in Thursday's game. Um, I think Renouf got moved to the taxi squad. So you would think, you know, pattern is probably going to go. Um, is there still room for McDonald? I hope so. I really, really hope so. Because uh, let's see what, I mean, again, not, you're not looking at stats for him. He's got a goal, <laughs> which is surprising to me. I thought he maybe I would have a couple of assists just being a defenseman. But, but the funny thing is, like, he is not afraid to shoot. Um, I'm trying to find where his shots on goal are. Uh, you, you know, a guy, young guy, doesn't really want to mess anything up. Um, may you would think like playing for his childhood team maybe would make some mistakes. I mean, he's made some mistakes that everybody will make, but uh, he, he, you're comfortable with him back there. When I had Connor McGahee on, um, and I asked him a couple guys that are surprising you, and we both agreed on Jacob McDonald. And he's, you know, what Connor said was, he's not shy. He he is not afraid, you know, because he's playing with guys like Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen and Gabe Landeskog to always force the puck to them. If he's flying and he's got a shot and he's not afraid to engage and go down low, like he is, he is a well-rounded defender. Um, I, I, he's the type of guy that he's playing very hard. You, you hope that there's a spot for him, um, <clears throat> long-term kind of like, like Ryan Graves was a nice surprise last year. Um, that's Jacob McDonald this year. So maybe that could be the award, like the Ryan Graves award of, uh, you know, someone that's surprising you. Uh, it's definitely Jacob McDonald. So, uh, the most improved player, and I say this not because he was not good to begin with. Um, he's definitely one of my favorite players on the team, but he's taken the next step up. He's he's gone from a very solid player to if there was an all-star game, should have been an all-star. I don't know if he would have been granted all-star because of fan voting and stuff like that, But um, and that's Sam Girard. Sam Girard's play has improved immensely. And a lot of times when you hear most improved player, you think of a guy that just came out of nowhere and just came on the scene, like, uh, stats, like incredible that you, you know, like, where did this guy come from? Um, Sammy Gerard is, is holding down this defensive unit and at the same time putting up points. Um, but his defensive play is, is Norris level. I'm not saying he's winning the Norris, but he's, he's going to get some looks for it. But, uh, you are absolutely comfortable anytime he is on the ice. And that was last year too. I'm not saying it, you know, like, like I said, when I started talking about this award that he, he's not a guy that you, you had concern about last year, but he's turned a corner where now he's slowly becoming a household name. And um, like I said, if there was an all-star game would be pushing to be noticed for an all-star. And will probably be pushed to be noticed for Norris in terms of getting some votes where last year wasn't even on the ballot. Uh, so definitely, I think Sam and Gerard most improved. Mr. Consistency. And this is another one that there's a couple guys you could, could pick from. Uh, but the guy I went with, 
I went with Brandon Saad. And he, you know, obviously everybody knows the trade. Everybody was talking about the trade that he came over from, from Chicago. And after the first couple games, people were like, does he fit? The first game of the season, uh, he was a minus four. Didn't score the second game of the season against St. Louis, even though they won that game eight to nothing. He did not make the score sheet. Um, but since then, he's been pretty consistent. Now, the only if you want to see, there's one glaring point from February 20th to March 3rd. He didn't register a point. That was when the Avalanche came back after the COVID pause. And we all know how the entire team looked at that point in time. They didn't look good at all. So remove that. And he, he's he been on, at least on the score sheet, more often than not. Uh, what's he doing? So he's got, in 26 games played, he is 10 points, or excuse me, 10 goals, eight assists for 18 points. He he just, yeah, I think he does. I think he fits in well. And we, we assumed that he would, and that was a very good pickup for the Avs to shore up that second line, he goes out and does his job and he does it on a consistent level. So I think uh, if you're thinking of someone who is consistent this season, I'm sure a lot of people are saying like Miko. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are saying Grubauer. Grubauer we'll get to later. Don't worry. Um, I do. I think, I think Brandon Sott has been a, a pitcher of consistency in my opinion. Uh, which brings us to the best acquisition, which is the other guy, the Avalanche got in Devon Taves. And wow, I'm, I'm loving this guy. So, and we've, we've said it before on the show, like when the se- before the season started, we were talking about kind of like guessing and guesswork on who the Avalanche would keep come uh, Seattle Kraken time. And nobody was really throwing Taves in there. Even after they acquired him, people were still saying, you know, you got to keep Johnson because of the no trade clause. You would keep um, McCarr and Gerard if you went that route with the three defenders. Um, um, with Eric Johnson getting injured and maybe you have to force him out. I think it's a no brainer. Devon Taves is a guy that you're freezing and you're not letting him go. Him and Gerard, if not for them and Grubauer on the back end, this team might be in a world of mess right now. Uh, but those two guys are, man, you, you could make a, a, a case for, for most valuable player uh, for either one of Taves or Gerard. And I would not argue you if if you brought the, one of those two guys to the front and said, this is the, this is the team's MVP. So uh, a great acquisition in the player and a great acquisition in uh, the, the move that Joe Sackick pulled off to get him in. That was a, a stroke of genius. But moving to the MVP, and I said we get to Grubauer later, and this is where we're going to get to him because if Kale McCarr never went down with that injury, uh, I think we might be having a, a, a different conversation. I don't know – don't know if McCarr would be the guy here, but uh, there would be more of a push to not give it to Grubauer if McCarr had not gotten injured. But because he has, and Grubauer has been doing what he's doing, 
I don't think this is particularly close when it comes to the Colorado Avalanche MVP. This is Philip Grubauer's season, and this is kind of his coming out party. And, uh, you know, we're halfway through, close to halfway through. Yeah, pretty much halfway through. Um, <clears throat> so you want to see him do it for another half of season and into the playoffs. But what we've got in these 26 games, which I think he's played, what is it, 16 or 17 of them? Maybe even more than that. Um has been nothing short of Vesna-like. So I love seeing it because that's all we heard at the beginning of the season. That's all we heard was the avalanche. The avalanche goalie situation will keep them from making a deep run and and winning a Stanley Cup. And the opposite is happening right now. The goalie play from Grubauer alone might be enough to get them that far. Uh, It's just been awesome to watch and it's nice having is it not awesome just knowing you have a goalie back there that is going to put up a good game and not have to worry at least for now right now so uh in my eyes it's a no-brainer so uh if you guys think differently let me know locked on avalanche at gmail.com or lopn underscore avalanche but i think philip grubauer um I think most people would agree with me. If I did a poll, which I do the polls after each game, who's your player of the game? I think Grubauer has won the most. I don't keep keep track of them, but Grubauer's him or, or Rantanen have won it the most times. It's because they're playing fantastic. So, all right, that's going to be it for today, everybody. Enjoy the game tonight, big big game, and as they all are, and. Uh, We'll see everybody tomorrow. We'll wrap up the week and head into the weekend. So thank you for tuning in today and each and every day. It's always appreciated. And uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Stay safe. Go, Abs, go.